Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, coming at you on a beautiful fall day here in New Jersey. I am grateful to have you tuning in, and I want you to know that this podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. We are in this together, and we can do so much more together than we ever can by ourselves. So come on over to the Soul Circle community space. Introduce yourself. I love hanging out in there. We have daily challenges. We share gratitude. We celebrate all the things that are good. And most importantly, we see one another for who we are. And isn't that all we need in life is for others to see us? I can't wait to see you over there. You can learn more about it in the link below or on my website. JenniferBeltoff.com. I'm very excited about today's episode because it is really coming directly from my heart. And it is all about loving yourself up. And I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you ever in your whole life have spoken negatively towards yourself. Have you ever put yourself down? Maybe told yourself that you're not good enough. And I can't see you, and you can't see me, but I have a feeling that all of us here are raising our hands right now. Because every single one of us has done it, right? You are not alone in having this little negative voice inside your head that sometimes can become the biggest pest. We look around, right? And we see so many examples of perfection. And I say that with air quotes because really, first of all, what is perfection? There is no such thing as anything being perfect. And what we see when we are looking at social media, when we are looking at things that we see on television or the internet or magazines, we're seeing perfectly curated, beautiful moments that are not real. Oh, how we would love to be able to (laughs) click our heels and make them real, right? I would love that perfect backyard picnic that I saw in the magazine. But if I ever do have that backyard picnic, it ain't looking like that. (laughs) But what will it look like? It will be filled with love and laughter and connection. And in reality, when it comes down to it, I don't want the perfectly curated tablescape instead of the connection. I'd rather the connection before I have that perfectly curated tablescape. I want to be able to be with one another rather than have everything just look picture perfect, yet everything else around it feel like it's coming undone. Oh, when it comes to this idea of perfection, when it comes to this harsh critic that is inside my own head, It seems to be on an endless loop these days, and it won't, it won't give up. It's relentless. Is your inner critic relentless or is it just mine? Not only is it relentless, it also has such a loud voice. The other things inside me, my intuition, the kindness towards myself, the compassion towards myself, those voices seem to shrink 
when my inner critic is out. They kind of let that critic take over. And let me tell you, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the people around me. It doesn't bring me any happiness or joy, but rather it just sucks the life out of me. One area recently that my inner critic has really been screeching is when it comes to what my body looks like now that I have had a baby. And I'm sure, you know, anyone who has gone through this can probably say the same. My body has changed. It doesn't look like what it used to. The number on the scale is different than what it was before. I've been trying not to focus on that number because I was never really focused on that number to begin with. Usually I was focused on how do I feel? Do I feel strong? Do I feel good? Do I feel ready to take on the day? If I was a yes to all of those questions, that number didn't matter, right? But now I'm hyper-focused on it. And I don't know if it's because when I went to the doctor for my last appointment, post-baby, we were talking about weight and how much weight I had gained during pregnancy, what I weighed now, and how, yeah, it's really hard to lose those last few pounds. You know, I lost a bunch right away, but now I probably have 10 to 15 pounds that I am looking to, to shed. And I need to schedule my annual appointment and go in there. But I know one of the first things they're going to ask me to do is to step on that scale. Why? Why do we have to weigh ourselves? Why does it matter? <laughs> right? I don't understand. But they have us do it. And I don't want the doctor to see that number because it is exactly the same as when I last saw him almost four months ago. And to me, that almost feels like I'm failing. Shouldn't I have lost some of this weight? Why is it still exactly the same number? Why is it not budging even just a little bit? And so I've been totally avoiding making that appointment. And that's not the way to be, right? My annual exam, I got to go in for it. I have to get it done. Now, here's the thing with our inner critic. It is exactly that, inner no one else is hearing that voice. No one else is saying to you what that voice is saying. It's just you saying those words. And on the outside looking in, people are saying to me, you look great. You look amazing. I can't believe you just had a baby. All the wonderful things, right? And even though it's a struggle, I graciously take the compliment because I really firmly believe that when somebody says something kind to you, you have to accept it with grace. Even if it, it is something that you are really struggling with, gracefully just simply say thank you. Because you're doing a huge disservice to them and also to yourself when you push it away, when you try to deflect and say instead, oh, no, no, I, I, I don't look great. I still need to lose 15 pounds. Oh, no, no, I'm no, definitely not. You have a person standing right in front of you trying to tell you something wonderful. Take it from them. Tuck it into your heart. And even if it's a really big challenge, just say thank you. You don't need to say any other thing besides that. 
just thank you. And so I'm trying to do that, even though inside my head, all I'm thinking is, you don't know, clothes can really be deceiving. They're covering up all the things I don't want you to see. I really have weight to lose. If you saw me without these clothes on, if I was in a bathing suit, you would not be thinking that. Those are all the things running through my head and they're so negative and so hurtful. But that's what I'm saying. And prior to being pregnant, I was not laser focused on the scale. I worked out, I moved my body, but I all did it to feel strong, to feel good and not even good like need to be skinny kind of good, but good in a mental state. For me, moving my body makes me happier. When I do it, I feel more clear. I feel more focused. I feel overall happier. I don't know if it's the endorphins from exercising. I don't know. I mean, they say there's science behind it, so I believe it. But I just know for me personally, if I get up, if I move my body, The rest of my day feels so much better. And on days that I don't, I just feel it. I feel that ugh kind of feeling. I'm not my happy self. I'm a little bit in a funk, in a haze. And I know it's because of that. During pregnancy, I was really surprised because not only did I embrace my growing body, but I was all about it, really all about it. All I thought about was, this is a miracle. What is happening right now to my body is a miracle. And the way that it's growing and expanding in all these different places is because there's life growing and expanding inside me. So in seeing all the parts of me grow, I just kept thinking how all those things need to grow so that the baby can grow and be healthy and come into this world and be with us. And so I really leaned into it in a way that I never had expected. And it was beautiful to be able to look in the mirror and rather have the first thing be like, oh my God, do you see like this double chin I got going on? Do you see this flab underneath my arm? Whatever it would be that I would say on a particular day. I wasn't saying that. I was just looking through this lens of love and compassion and amazement. Absolute, total amazement that my body could do this. That I could grow a human inside me. And now here we are, (laughs) post-pregnancy. I just not the same as I was before. Not at all. I tried on a lot of my old clothes. Many of them don't fit. And they don't fit in places that I wasn't expecting. And I think that's what hurt more. Around my waist, my stomach, I figured, yeah, you know. That definitely wasn't going to happen. But it was around my arms that a lot of the pieces didn't fit. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Why my arms? Why am I not fitting into the shirt around my arm? That's just not right. 
And unfortunately, we live in this culture where we are taught to believe that after having a baby, you should just bounce back as if there's some magical thing that happens to your body and it just instantly snaps back to what it was. I don't think that's possible, right? I don't think there is this magic moment where all of the sudden you are as you were. That really could not be further from the truth. After having Emma, my goodness, my world shifted in so many ways. And that means my physical body shifted, expanded, grew in so many different ways. My mental state, who I am as a person, what my day to day looks like now and what my forever going forward looks like shifted because it's not just me anymore there's this other little human that I have to take care of for the rest of their life and so there is no bouncing back to what was because what was doesn't exist anymore I am no longer that person with Dustin, who can just get up super early in the morning when the house is quiet and get in my workout before anything else. Because I have other responsibilities now to take care of. There's other things I need to take into consideration. I'm not the same person. Not at all. And I will never go back to being who I was before. And if I look back at all the different phases of my life, yes, you know, still true in my core, I am who I am. But through every phase in life, I've grown and expanded and become. And this is just another stage in that. I don't want to go back to who I was when I was in high school or college or at my first job. Because I have grown so much since then. So I don't want to bounce back to who I was before I had a baby. Because so much has shifted and grown right here, right now. I ended up having to have a C-section. And so, so much happened to my body that I wasn't expecting even more than just having a baby. That was major surgery to go through. For a long time after delivering, I still looked like I was pregnant. There was no magic deflate button, right? That was like, going down. Nope, not happening. And also, I have this scar, which I wasn't expecting. Not expecting it at all. And it's crazy because every time that the doctor looked at the scar, he kept checking it and saying, it looks great. It's healing wonderfully. And I don't know why, but inside my head, that made me think it was going to be not like I knew it was going to be there, but I didn't think it would be so dark, so strong. And it is, and that's not going to change, right? Like that is going to be my scar for life and it's long and it's there, but it is also a symbol of this amazing tiny little human that I have. 
And so rather than beating myself up because I have this scar and I go down the rabbit hole of thinking I wasn't strong enough to push her out and I should have done so much more and, you know, all of the things that I say negatively to myself. No. I need to remember that that star scar is a gift because it brought her out to us healthy and in this world. And had there not been this amazing technology that a doctor knew how to do that, that there was this ability that that could be an option. Who knows what the outcome would have been, right? And so what a gift it is to have that scar, that battle wound of this amazing journey that I was on. So one thing that I'm really working on now is trying to silence that inner critic. And I know it's impossible to completely hit the mute button on them, right? (laughs) If only that was possible, how amazing it would be for all of us. But unfortunately, it's not. They will always kind of be that devil on your shoulder telling you what you don't want to hear. But for some reason, what you believe when they speak. And so I've been thinking a lot about how when I listen, to that negative voice. What it does is not only suck the joy out of that moment, but it also hinders me from experiencing joy because sometimes it will say something and I'll feel this shame. I'll feel embarrassment. And so I won't truly stand in the moment and have fun and be myself and be goofy. Because sometimes maybe I am being a little bit goofy or I'm sharing vulnerably about myself. And that little, that little nag on my shoulder saying, don't do that. They don't think the way you do. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to talk behind your back, whatever it is that they're saying. And then I pull back. I put up that wall. I miss out. On the connection, I miss out on the fun. I miss out on what could be because I'm too afraid of something that's probably not even happening. Because when you think about it, how much are you in your own head? A lot, right? All of us are. And that's the thing. We're all inside our own head that we're not even thinking about that person in front of us in that way. We're not going down the negative rabbit hole with them because we're too busy doing it with ourselves. And I think that's one of the things I really need to remember is that no one is speaking as poorly about me as I am to me. So I got to cut that out. I have to be the one to be my biggest cheerleader to love on myself so much that I feel it, that I know it. And years ago, I really became hyper aware of this because I was going through it deeply. And it was in terms of relationships romantically and really wanting to find that romantic love, but just never, you know, finding the right person. And in going on that search, I was realizing I don't need someone. Yes, having someone in my life absolutely enhances it. 
It is wonderful to get to experience things with somebody together rather than by myself. To be able to share in those memories, to laugh together while it's happening, to have that buzz of excitement while you're planning for something. So much fun when you're doing that with someone than when you're just doing it by yourself. But I could still find joy in life. I could still be so incredibly happy if it was just me. I could be alone in my tiny studio apartment that I had at the time, turning on the radio and dancing all by myself, and I was happy. I didn't have to have someone right there beside me. Sorry, I had to hit pause because Emma was crying, and now I have completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) I know that. I was in my studio apartment. I was so happy by myself. Ah, yes. And making this commitment to myself is really what ended up happening when I saw that I didn't need someone else. All I needed was me to be happy. And I actually purchased a ring. And inside the ring, I put an inscription that said, you are the one you've been waiting for. And I wore that ring actually on the finger that you would wear your wedding ring, because that is how dedicated and serious I was about realizing that I am the one I need. I'm the one I've been waiting for this whole time. And I know that in this moment, I need to remember that commitment. And that commitment came with a lot of love for myself where I was truly stepping into my own, realizing that I have a lot to offer this world. And yeah, things aren't always going to be at 100% and wonderful and amazing every single day. But I can live in that goodness that is around me. I can appreciate the small moments of joy that really are what make this life special and amazing. And I could stop beating myself up. I could stop being the one who just tears me down and makes me feel awful. Because it's not serving me. But rather, I could show up with kindness and compassion and love. And give myself space to breathe and be in the world. To allow myself space to make mistakes and know that in making those mistakes, it's not the end of the world. I can love myself through those mistakes. And I'm really trying to hyper-focus on that now, on loving my body. Even if some of those mistakes look like not working out and then eating lots of chocolate. Because maybe some days that's what I need and that's okay. It doesn't mean everything else is scrapped and I've totally given up. No. We take two steps forward and three steps back, maybe, right? But what is important to me is that I keep showing up with kindness, keep showing up and remembering that this body that I have right now created light. And it may not look like how I want it to, but let's nix that thought right now And instead, let's think, wow, look at the strength that are in these legs. 
that are carrying me up the stairs every single day, allowing me to walk into my baby girl's room and see her. The strength I have in my arms so that I can pick her up and hold her and hug her. And yeah, maybe there's a little extra flab under there, but oh my goodness, I have these two beautiful arms. They're allowing me to do these things. Rather than sit there and tear myself apart, I want to give grace for what is good. Show gratitude for what is really there. Because in doing that, it takes that negative voice that's trying to overpower and it makes it less loud. And that's truly what we need is to allow that voice to become less loud by showing all the amazing things that there really are. And it may sound corny, but I started to write little affirmation notes to myself. I am a firm, huge believer in writing things down. And you don't need to consider yourself a writer to do it. All you need to have is a pen and a piece of paper and your heart. And so writing down what comes up as a negative and turning it into a positive. So when that negative voice inside my head is saying, you could really lose a few pounds. What I'm writing down instead is look at how strong and amazing you are. You are here carrying your baby through this world, showing her so many things. You couldn't do that without the strength in your body. And so turning that negative into a positive, I'm starting to now see, oh, yeah, there is this positive around. And writing it down really helps to imprint it on my heart. I've also written shorter affirmations and taped them in places that I see them throughout the day. One is in my closet. So whenever I walk in there, I see you are loved, you are worthy, you are whole. You are loved, you are worthy, you are whole. Yes, you are. I wrote those words for me, but maybe you needed to hear them too. And that's the thing. A lot of the things that we need to hear, others need to hear as well. Because like I say so many times on this podcast, we are not alone in this journey of life. We need one another to be able to make it through. And a lot of what you're going through, you don't realize, but there's someone else going through exactly what you are. And there's also those people who've never gone through what you have, but they felt the feelings you felt and they can relate to that. Because we all go through these same core feelings, right? Of that happiness, that sadness, that grief, that joy, the shame, the excitement, all of it. We go through all of it. And we're here for it, right? So this is where I am, working on just loving myself up. And I think it is really an important thing to do, especially now. Because I do have my sweet baby girl and I want to be able to be a good example for her. I want her to see how much I love and adore myself so that she does the same for herself. 
I don't want her hearing any negative thoughts that I might be saying about myself. I want her to grow up knowing that she is wonderful and amazing. And just like everyone else in this world has their own unique gifts. And that we can talk to ourselves kindly. And the best way to teach her that is by modeling it, by showing her it, by doing it for myself. Because if I'm just naturally doing it and she's seeing it, she's going to think that's, you know, that's what we should be doing. And yes, that is what we should be doing. Showing up, loving on ourselves, becoming our own best friend. And I think of her now because she's so small and I will put her on her play map. And above her head is a little mirror. And my goodness, she just loves looking in that mirror and she will smile at herself. She will laugh. She will have a conversation. And what a great reminder. She has her own built-in best friend. She doesn't know it's her, right? (laughs) Because she's so young. But I look at that joy that she has when she sees herself. That huge smile that comes to her face. And that should be something that we all do. Anytime we look at ourselves in the mirror, our face should light up with a radiant smile. Because you have this beautiful human being staring back at you. That is you. Oh. And so anytime you look in the mirror, think of that. Think of that joy, that love, that amazingness that is inside you. She does it in an instant when she sees herself. She's like, oh, her whole face lights up. And you just like, you see her body getting excited and happy. We need to go back to that feeling. We need to all feel that for ourselves. And so that's my little homework assignment for you this week is look in the mirror with eyes of love, compassion, and joy and excitement for seeing yourself as you exactly as you are. And whatever that inner critic is saying, flip the script. Turn it into something that is positive and wonderful and amazing. And get it down on paper so that you really cement it into your heart so that you know it and feel it and can read it over and over and over again. Because sometimes that's what we need. We need to do things over and over and over again until it actually clicks, right? I remember when I was younger doing math homework with my dad, sitting at the dining room table, and my mom said that I would be there for hours, but that my dad could see that moment that, oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, now I see what you've been trying to tell me this whole time. It was like the light bulb went off. But it took all that going over and over and over and over until that happened. And that's the same now, right? We need to keep telling ourselves over and over until we finally feel it and see it and know it. I thank you so, so much for being here. I am filled with so much gratitude for you. I look forward to seeing you in the Soul Circle community. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon. 